how's things? It's been a few weeks. Huh? How's yeah. things? You've been busy? You've been away, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been both busy and away at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to have relax on holiday, do you know? <laughs> yeah, right? I did, actually. I did. We went away for about a week and we got to disconnect and be off the grid for pretty much the entire time. Except for a couple of times where we had to drive to somewhere where we could get signal because we needed to put out a couple of fires. But uh, other than that, we were off the grid for about a week. The thing is, going off the grid actually comes with its own form of anxiety, right? Because you're worried about what you're missing in terms of like, you know, any problems with servers or just anything. Yeah, you know, you're kind of like... When you see that sudden bars come back, you're like, oh my God, the, the notifications are just going to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Just a stream of them. Yeah. To, to get yeah. to a point where actually not getting notifications doesn't create anxiety would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, but it was nice to be away for a while. We went camping in mm -hmm. the woods up in the mountains near nice. Santa Cruz, California. It's a redwood forest. Nice. Really nice. Um, Very nice. Yeah. Found a really nice campground, and we did have access to restrooms and shower. But you know, yeah, um, that's the best kind of campground, guy, because you're you're away, but you still have yeah running water. Right? Yeah, exactly. And it was quite a bit of a walk to get to the yeah, restrooms, yeah. but still, At least they were there. Was, yeah, exactly. They, they were there. It was nice to have that option. You know, awesome. Very nice. Sounds so, sounds fantastic. You had good weather as well. Oh yeah, it was nice. It's nice and warm, but at night it would cool down a little bit, so it would get really nice and comfortable. You know, yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't had quite so uh, comfortable weather here. We've been we've had a lot of rain, shall we say? It's uh, it's been something else. Yeah, we for like four or five days straight, it, it was like constant, just and not a drizzle either, like proper, you know, proper <laughs> rain. So there's a town about 50 kilometers from here <clears throat> not far and they had uh one and over a meter so that's like three and a half uh, over three and a half feet of, of rain in three days and in the last five days they've had a third of their usual annual rainfall in five days so there's been like floods and landslides and everything we're okay here because you know we're concrete but yeah up in the mountains and the villages or towns around here have just been like oh it's nasty yeah so, that's always um, a danger right in in the countryside with hills and mountains mm -hmm. and getting those landslides when you have a lot of yeah, rain coming right. down all at once yeah exactly it's kind of although you know they i remember when we i first moved here they that happened i think the, the year we first moved i was like huh that's pretty bad then it happened the year after and it happened the year after it's basically happened every single year and it's supposed to be like a once in a 50 year thing that this kind of rain and landslides happen it's like no no it happens every year now that's just <laughs> that's the way it is now so yeah. Uh, yeah i think there's a lot of things gonna have to change but it's kind of scary <laughs> yeah yeah climate change is real so oh yeah <laughs> and things it's not going to stop either i mean here the, the forecast here is for the next like you look on you know apple weather it's like continuous rain for the next you know until the whole screen is rain so it's like 100 percent chance every day and it's like yeah it's not going to stop anytime soon this is supposed this isn't rainy season this is just you know summer now <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> not good mm. so yeah you haven't really done a lot to fusion cast then if you've been up in the mountains <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, both fortunately and unfortunately, right? You need it. Um, you, need, you need that break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Especially nice. since you're starting a new job and you're, you know, got to get kind of back into gear for that. It's nice to have a, a bit of separation and uh, clear head a little bit before that, right? As well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> starting next Monday. So, excellent. Yeah, gearing but up. You said it's that. fully remote, right? So you go mm -hmm. from your desk to the same place, just different set yeah. of co workers, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fully yeah. remote. So changing uh, jobs remote is is kind of weird. Yeah, because you're like, I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a different Slack channel. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's nice. Nice chance to uh, get to know some new folks and uh, things. So. The, yep. the role's actually different as well, right? It's more development heavy, more you know right. engineering side of things, more so that than design or anything like that. Cool. I think they kind of like that I have some design background. You know, mm. I just know enough to be dangerous when it comes to design. <laughs> but <laughs> um, you, you've got some talent there. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> thanks. But primarily, the role is uh, as a developer. Mm -hmm. I was pleasantly surprised this week. So you know, I've been kind of a little paranoid about my design skills or rather lack of design skills and i tweeted something earlier in the week just kind of a, a mini update it was poked by nudged by a, a friend here and it's like you know you haven't posted anything for ages and you kind of get into this where because you're doing it you assume people know about it right and it, sometimes you kind of it, it forces you know somebody else kind of going you know you're not actually talking about it it's all going on in your head on yeah. on your laptop but you're not actually talking about it. So just that small nudge was like, oh yeah, I should probably post something. So mm -hmm. I posted just a few screenshots of like the, the redesigned new check-in page. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a, a modal for like, you know, the welcome modal or something. So I posted those and somebody who I did some work for, oh God, a really long time ago, like 10, yeah, about 10, nine or 10 years ago. So he he's built a number of companies. He's kind of a smart guy, the CEO of founded like an mm -hmm. online bank in the UK. And so he posted like for, for a new product that, you know, your, your app looks incredibly elegant and really nice design. I'm like, oh, nice. seriously, I, I, I can't tell anymore. <laughs> and so my friend followed uh, up with like, no, really it is. It looks great. And I'm like, that's, that means a lot to me because <laughs> I am really self-conscious of the design just because I don't have any confidence in whether it's a good design or not. It's like, well, I think it looks not too untidy and it looks kind of okay to my eye, but I've got no, it's very difficult for me to, to be, to actually have a, an understanding of whether that's good or not. So just to get somebody who I don't have any regular contact with, I don't, you know, we don't really talk or anything apart from, you know, a long time ago for him to, to say something like that was like, oh, okay, maybe it's all right after all, <laughs> maybe it's not so bad. That's <laughs> so awesome. That nice. Well, no, it, it does look great. I haven't seen the latest. Uh, redesign you've done, but from using it before, it it's really nice and clean, and and it has this. What I like ab about it is that it has this nice combination of modern but old school at the same time <laughs> with just simplicity. You know, very. Yes, a few people uh, have said this to me before that it kind of feels a slightly retro, and I'm like, hey, man, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. mind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's intentional. You know, it is keeping yeah, yeah. it simple. Well, Right. I mean, it's it's partly just my aesthetic preferences as well. You know, I kind of like older style web applications and, you know, uh, that style of just simplicity and like 
does what it says, right? So that, but with a slightly, you know, obviously Tailwind UI has been a, an absolute godsend for me, you know, just because it's given me a, a good set of like foundation of like stepping stones to to build upon. And and I think I mentioned before reading Adam's Refactoring UI, is it? His, mm-hmm. his book, I'm sure I've mentioned before, but like I read through that a number of times of just like kind of dipping in. You know, when you, you dip into something and you don't actually think you, that you've read it all. You're kind of like, oh yeah, I, I kind of skimmed that. I read a few pages. And in your mind, it's like, no, I really should go back and read that. And then when you do, you realize you've actually probably read it all <laughs> just in different segments. Yeah. And um, and it, it struck me that you know, when I did go back and look at it, I was actually using the techniques that he covers without actually realizing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've kind of I've somewhat absorbed them and it, I think it's helped my design skills a lot, even though, you know, I've still got a long way to go in a, a style sense. But I think the a lot of the, the things he talks about, I seem to have taken on board subconsciously and, and seem to be using those. So hopefully that's helped as well. So yeah. it's, it's a really good resource, that book, and just Tailwind UI in general, just because there's some very good, useful patterns in there that you can build mm-hmm. upon. So. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, saved, yeah. saved my life, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to. I've seen telling UI just the website and the sample components that they have there, but I haven't used the product itself, and I haven't bought the book either. <laughs> but I recommend it. <laughs> but I, but I am using Tellwind CSS, so yeah. it's awesome. I love it. I think then. I mean, there's this danger of us falling into like you know what Bootstrap was in the early 2000, well, mid 2000s, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember. When, when Bootstrap first kind of started and it was the first reusable and drop-in and looks good framework, yeah. there was this danger of oh, suddenly everything looked like Bootstrap, right? Yeah. <laughs> Overnight, could, every website was Bootstrap. <laughs> yeah, you could see it from a mile away, every website. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Bootstrap. <laughs> it's Bootstrap. So there's a slight danger. I, I mean, when you start using Tailwind UI, you see this all the time. You say, oh, yeah. Tailwind UI. <laughs> it's yeah. the same backgrounds, the same site, you know, color. Same aesthetics, it, yeah. Same aesthetic, yeah. So there's a slight danger of that, but it doesn't seem to have kind of, you know, and annihilated everything else like bootstrapped it it's not taken over in the same mm-hmm. way but it's there's definitely easy to spot but it as i say, I've, there's a lot of components that are a lot of styles that i'm using that are completely my own but i started with a tailwind um it, it maybe that was what it was first on the page and it's been completely rewritten and moved around a bit but it's stuck with that general layout and the, the the systems that it's using and it's it's just a really good foundation for for someone like me who you know isn't doesn't have any design background to to draw upon so it's mm-hmm. um, highly recommended for me <laughs> yeah it, it's well worth it what is it 180 dollars or something it's paid for its you know it, it, i think it paid for itself in the first hour when i used it <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll get to it at some point. Um, well, it's probably less necessary for you because you, you obviously you know based on you know FusionCast and you know your your landing pages and everything. Yeah, you you don't need it so much as. <laughs> but but the oh, book is you. is you're probably there's probably even some stuff you get from his book which is just like oh yeah that's why I do this. I yeah. think more than anything you know that. Um, explaining it's not just this looks good this doesn't it's like this is why this is better than this Mm -hmm. and just internalizing those things was really helpful for me so yeah yeah because that becomes repeatable once you understand those principles and why we need more spacing why you need more um, all the core principles of design you know repetition 
you know, negative space and all that stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff with just de-emphasizing text with using colors instead of like labels and things, just using color schemes and de-emphasizing things with, you know, holding certain things. And mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, which, you know, I'd, I'd just stick a label next to everything and go, what's that? <laughs> you know what it is, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and someone says, oh, there's a better way. And this is how you could, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's why uh, a while back I decided to invest a little more time in learning a little bit of these principles because I was really clueless when it came to design. Uh, you, you, know, you didn't have any back. design background either? No, no. No, no, okay. I, I, I just started a few years ago. I started paying more attention to that. Okay, why is it that I like this website? What are the characteristics that make it uh, aesthetically pleasing, right? And, and I, I started paying more attention to that. And okay, I like the typography or, you know, how much space they've used and how things are lined up in a certain way and or, you know, all these different little characteristics that make uh, a site look, you know, yeah. nice and Good. look yeah, as yeah. aesthetically mm -hmm. pleasing. So yeah, and I, I took some of those free email courses, you know, you get a drip style, read some blog articles and, and just over time, I, I kept consuming more of that content and internalizing some of those principles of design and little by little, it just, you know, I would like to think that I, I got a little bit better, you know, ab no, about that. Sure. And I just know enough to be dangerous, like I said. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's great. So, I mean, I kind of learned programming the same way, right? You know, nobody taught me to program. It was like, well, you know, mm -hmm. read books and copied the other people's code until I knew how to do it, right? So, yeah. I guess <laughs> similar yeah. thing. It's just I had less of a, I guess, less confidence in design, whereas, you know, code was always like this, this feels like my domain, whereas yeah. design, I, I don't know whether, because it... I guess it's not really gatekeepery or anything, but it feels like, you know, I don't have permission to do it well. Like I'm not a designer. So therefore, yeah. you know, but it's, I guess it's the same with anything else. If you do it, that's what you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't need someone's permission to be a designer. <laughs> you give yourself permission and just go for it. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, step outside your comfort zone and, and that's how you grow. So yeah, you're, you're right. Same as programming. Much of what I know about coding, I've learned it on my own, reading and looking at other people's code and, and tinkering with things, mm -hmm. trial and error all mm -hmm. the time. So it's the same thing with design, I think. And then sometimes I look at some designs from actual designers and they look amazing i'm like i can never do something like that but you know as long as we know enough to make something right. user friendly and well and, yeah and, i mean i know. i have a, a folder on my desktop that you know I, I generally screenshot anything that stands out in any way to me like oh that that's that's good i'd screenshot and throw it in there and i i there probably is, but I've never looked. I wish there was a tool that I could organize. The, I don't want to organize them, um, <laughs> but make them more accessible to me as opposed to just a folder that I throw everything into. But one day I'll go back and organize it, right? Like my music yeah. library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think like anything, when you start paying attention to it, then you automatically um, start to get a little bit better because you start to question, why does that look good? You know, what's the... Mm -hmm. So one thing, actually, this is a, a slight detail but it's a design tactic i've seen on a few websites now with regarding to onboarding so i've been as i said i, I did some new models for like when you arrive at dot plan for the first time after signing up or accepting an invitation and when you on a different one when you go to the new check-in page mm -hmm. for the first time it just explains what the things are so I, I probably will change to using one of those little 
you know, pop-up things, but they're mm. expensive and I'll put that off for another day, at least for the moment. So in looking at like onboarding models and things, uh, I noticed something with signups and, and also like the, the onboarding or the, the signup process for some apps that I've seen recently mm-hmm. that looks really good and kind of has given me ideas for how I want to do it, which is, you know, th- there's a multi-step process, like, you know, your name your, and then create an organization, which I have this idea, you know, you create your account. And then if it's not an invitation, you have to create a workspace. What's the workspace name or workspaces, you know, your grouping, whether it's your company name or whatever. But I've seen three or four pages now that on that, rather than give you just a white page with a form, they actually put a blurred out somebody else's like demo page of the application behind the modal. Mm-hmm. So even at the sign up things, you know, creating an account, they'll put like an example page of the application in progress, but then blur it out slightly. And it looks really good. As in like mm. you you get an idea for what you're signing up for, not just a white page. You know, you've read the landing page and then you go to sign up and it just gives you a blank page. But it gives mm-hmm. you like a it feels like you're already inside the application even though you're just a static sign up page, right? You're signing up. So I'm kind of I'm tempted to try and do that at some mm. point when I have a spare afternoon to <laughs> spare afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not busy not doing anything. But it, in your sleep. You do yeah exactly you do it in your sleep. <laughs> So I think I might have a try with that just because there there is this multi-step process, you know, for signing up. And I think it, it just looks, it, it feels nice as, uh, you know, as you're signing up, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm already in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about design and onboarding, <laughs> one of the, one of the demos that I did, I was showing the, the screen that comes up when you log in for the first time into FusionCast. And I've created, if you remember this little graphic that shows boxes that show that's right recordings yeah, yeah. go into this sessions is in and sessions <laughs> yeah, go into podcasts <laughs> and i kind of explained yeah. a little bit there that's the extent of my onboarding at this point you know right. yeah, it's super simple and when i was explaining that and showing that the person i i was doing the demo for she's like are you an engineer <laughs> and i'm like yes maybe <laughs> it's just like hmm okay because the way I'm presenting that is, it's just like, is is this how things are structured in the database? Right. In your yeah, mind, well, pretty yeah, much. put into a box. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a giveaway, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and she's a, a UX designer, so I'm sure she's going to have a lot of feedback about that because she was already pointing out the fact that I'm presenting this from an engineer's perspective and it's not necessarily the most user-friendly thing for someone without a technical background. And so, (laughs) yeah, you gotta be careful. I mean, it's so easy to expose your like database design in your forms and things just because that's the easiest way to do it right and it's like well yeah. this is a, this is one model and this is another and therefore they're different forms right when you know yeah. a lot of the time that the user doesn't care about that differentiation in fact it confuses them you know so yeah i mean you, you have a reasonably clear um terminology you're using in terms of like shows and episodes and things so yeah maybe there's some other way of visualizing it that is that is more in line with this is a show and this is an episode, right? So even within like an example podcast player or something, you, you might be able to show something like that. So, yeah. But yeah, bo- boxes are probably a little bit engineering. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Giving it away. 
Yeah, and the the whole mental model of one thing goes inside inside another, another inside another. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. But I, mm-hmm. then again, you know, I'm not a UX designer. I'm not a designer. <laughs> but yeah, I I try. <laughs> I do my best. So one thing I had I had a couple of. Oh, are you okay for time? By the way. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. This okay. one's going to be a short one. I guess yeah. we'll we'll have to wrap it up in okay. about five to ten minutes. Okay. I'll, I'll be yeah. quick. So I had an interesting mentoring session. I had a couple of mentoring sessions at my co-working space over cool. the past few weeks. Yeah, they they asked me to invite it. Say, we've got these Japanese mentors coming in, the investors, and you know they have experience in marketing and things. So do you want to? It's in Japanese, so one of us can help you if you you know speak some Japanese as well. It's kind of handy. So we kind of a combination of me plus one of the staff that I am friends with was helping translate. And so an interesting one this week, she was got a lot of experience in terms of online marketing for games, uh, like mobile games and things. Okay. And so she was very helpful in looking at it from a Japanese company's perspective, or at least a Japanese SaaS user's perspective. And she's like, okay, now I can't really, you know, you, you know better than me marketing this to the world, but I can kind of give you some advice or ideas selling it to to Japanese staff. Mm -hmm. And so there's two, I guess, main things, you know, one being the onboarding is probably even more important here than it is, you know, elsewhere. And I think I've mentioned this before that the non-Japanese users that I've had on like on the beta and things were happy to play with it and figure it out on their own and almost want to figure out their own way of using it. Whereas Japanese staff and she's like, you know, this, this is how it is. <laughs> I'm telling you now, you need to change this, which is basically state how to use it. Not, not, you know, you could do this. No, this is how the application is used. You know, just be clear and direct. This mm-hmm. is what you do. This is why you do it. And this is when you do it. And plus just the onboarding, you know, a, a modal is probably not enough. You just need step-by-step. Step. You need like, you know, do this here, do this there, and then click this and yeah, then... Right do that and to go with that give basically a guidelines as she called them i.e instructions so like for everything that you do have a question mark next to it and it opens a help box which is like this is this and this is how you do it and a step-by-step for each thing she's like you know you might get uh, startup type users might forgive that and you know they might understand that and be okay with it but if you sell to any bigger company you need that. There's there's no option. You know, it's kind of, you need a guideline for everything that you do in the application. You need instructions for it. And it's like, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We we I kind of knew this was, you know, we've been asked to do it before for other things I've done here. But for just be like, no, that this isn't optional. You need this if you sell to anybody above, you know, a smaller company that is more engineering kind of focused anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, we've started it already because we had some of them done for one of the customers we were working with here, but I guess we just need more. But one of the other things uh, she mentioned that, that made me, this is doing like the onboarding, the the landing page and just the sales side of things Mm -hmm. was, you know, I, you know, one of my plans that sooner rather than later is to have integration with Slack primarily, and then potentially Microsoft Teams, just because that's big, both in terms of reminders and also like you know digests for you know at the end of the day after other people have checked in kind of pop up a digest just something to keep it regular and keep making sure people are involved with it and they can have visibility to what's going on and you might get a reminder to you know to check in and things like that and she's like 
that's good. But even if you don't have it yet, say you're going to do it right at the top of your page, because the first thing when I see anything web, you know, an application about team communication or team, even if it's asynchronous or anything, if I see the words team and communication, I think, well, we'll just use Slack. It's just Slack, or it's just team. So we don't need another thing. So by mm -hmm. stating early on, as soon as possible on the page that you will be introducing integration with Slack or Teams, it automatically raises the question of, well, if it integrates with Slack, it must be something different. So right. without stating that, you're kind of leaving open that it might just be another Slack kind of thing. So she said, if I was you, even if you, if it's not ready yet, just say coming soon, Slack integration, and then link and explain what it will do, even if you don't. You know, it's another three months away or so. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's that sounds like pretty good advice. Sounds good to I me. So. Just because yeah. it's, again, it's, you know, I've had a, a few people say, oh, but we use Teams. And they say, yeah, but that doesn't matter. This isn't, yeah. <laughs> this isn't a chat app. It's something different. Uh, well, yeah, but we have Teams. Uh, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but by kind of being, um, clear that yeah that's good you use teams and you can use this with it for these reasons and this mm -hmm. will help with these things then hopefully that that will like clear that up so that's mm -hmm. that's something i'm gonna um i'm gonna add to my landing page on my current redesigny kind of thing and uh, yeah, one last thing that they both her and the previous mentor mentioned was like yeah, your, your current persona of who you're targeting is way too wide. At least at this stage, just pick someone, pick an industry. It doesn't matter. You know, you know, engineers, pick engineers and mm -hmm. like sell to them, at least at first, just because you, without that, you're, you're and I, I know this and I've read this a million times and I, you know, a million, it, it, this isn't something, it, it's frustrating because I know this, right. But at the same time, it's really hard to do just because you, you think, yeah, but anybody can use this, right? So therefore I don't need to sell to a person, but without that, you know, they're like, well, who do you want me to introduce you to? And I'm like, anybody, well, that's not good enough. Tell me <laughs> which of my teams do you want me to introduce you to? So by, you know, having it, even if it's narrowed to something like, you know, creatives, even if it's, you know, designers or engineers mm -hmm. or someone who's a creative in some way, well, that's mm -hmm. enough, that, that's better than anybody. So. So narrow down, narrow down your target. Still teams, but a specific kind of team, right? Mm. At least a specific, so. maybe industry or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And then you know, she said, well, obviously that that makes it easier then to to target communities, right? You know, you can go to a, you know, a Reddit community or you know one of the Slack or Discord channels and be like, mm. hey, new tool for designers. <laughs> Yeah. Of four developers that are doing things. So, um, you, you know, without that, you're just like, here's a tool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and again, even like saying just remote teams isn't enough any, anymore, you know, just because that could be anybody you might, you know, it's, it's not yeah. good enough. So. That makes a lot of sense. And given the fact that you, I'm assuming, have more developers in your sphere, your, your networks, right? That makes a lot of sense to target developers, designers, creatives. I mean, it's, it's what I know, right? So it, yeah. I, I, it'd be really difficult for me to, and I've seen this with other you know, startups I've worked with as well. If you start trying to sell to somebody who you don't have any experience working with, well, you, how are you building a product for them? How are you going to talk yeah. to them in their language? You can't, you know, yeah. unless you have a very close company that you can work with and learn from and build a case study from them. Well, okay, that's fair enough. But 
if you're just like i'm gonna sell to those people over there then uh, yeah and it is frustrating because i know this and i should have you know done this before but it's you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's the way it goes no that sounds great i i think that's really good advice that's awesome so you're going to be working on that making some of those changes well, yeah, the, I mean, the, the first initial, oh, the, the, the things I'm doing right now are I'm adding paddle integration just because I, I don't want to leave that any longer. If I sign anybody up, you know, in two weeks time, I want the option for them to pay. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I, it's I've just got to get over that hurdle in terms of uh, it being just, oh, it's an ongoing ever beta, right? No, I, yeah. I, I want something where it's like, okay, it's it's version you know, 0.1 for whatever that is that's that and you know there's a price and if it's discounted then that's good but you know it's an early version so something that says okay now it's we're launched i'm desperate to do that and then um once that's working then yeah i'm gonna redo landing page and see i mean as we've said before the to-do list of features is it's never gonna disappear (laughs) yeah it's never ending for sure and there's nothing there's no nothing broken in the application and it's useful as it is. So therefore, you know, call it early access and yeah, let people in. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it for sure. Yeah. Again, so it's launched, then you can just grow, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap, we wrap it up, I just wanted to share one quick thing about FusionCast. Yeah, you haven't <laughs> I haven't been able to spend that much time working on it, but one thing that I, I did try was an, a new approach to recording to try to eliminate that issue that happens every now and then if people close the browser in the middle of recording. And uh, I hit a dead end. So after that, I reevaluated and uh, decided to put that on hold. <laughs> because it's going to take a lot longer to figure that out. It's going to take a long time. I want to focus on other areas instead where I can make improvements that are needed based on the feedback that I received. And I know I can make those happen a lot quicker and show some progress and show that the product is improving and evolving. Even if I have this one little thing lingering that I'm not comfortable with, it doesn't seem to be happening a lot. And if I educate users about the proper way of using the product and the proper way of ending a session, it will decrease the the number of instances that happens. And also if that happens, I I was thinking that I would, it would be better since I wouldn't be working on fixing that problem. I would instead, as part of the other improvements, I would give users access to the backup recordings in case they need them, right? And so if this thing happens, they have access to the backup recording themselves. And that kind of moves the needle a little bit and, and keeps the product evolving and at some point i'll get around to working on this issue i think that's fair you know i think you you could tie yourself up in knots for the next few months trying to you know rework how this works and yeah you know it as you said for 99 percent of times it's not an issue and for that one percent well you've got a backup right so you know especially if you as you say improve the communication about how you're supposed to do it then is there any way of forcing a session to effectively finalize like in the ui if it's left hanging maybe yeah that's what recovery mode is supposed Reco- to do right. But... but if it doesn't is there some way of effectively like deleting that and saying okay this failed completely so it's not just left as a a spinning like, em- like dead session Ye- in the UI. yeah no there's no way to do that right now mm-hmm. and I, I need to 
to add that. Right. But that's, that's what I say. Like sorting things like that out might just, well, you know, mm-hmm. get, get rid of the niggly things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I decided to do. So I'm going to be focusing on these little things that's a good idea. and move the product forward. And hopefully I can get to the point where I integrate billing and start charging, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. you're, you're right there too. You know, it's, it's, it's an incredibly useful and usable and polished product. So get it launched and then improve. Yeah. <laughs> so, same <laughs> thing is what I'm trying to convince myself to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, you, you're almost there too. So yeah, let's it's, it feels like that's just the beginning, right? Yeah. <laughs> we finally got to the start line. Hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, All right. Nice. Cool. So should we wrap it up here? Sounds like you've got stuff, so yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. So awesome. I'll Good see you in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always, always a pleasure. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Good luck. Get your billing set up. That's my plan too. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. Well, all right. Take, take care. care Good, Good luck with the job on Monday as well. Hopefully, it all goes well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Take care. Yes, man.